welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time. And that band, my friends, is Chumbawamba. And today, we're making a stop, making a pit stop along our tour of the United States via the album What You See Is What You Get. And we're spending the night in Celebration, Florida. And that's the track we're looking at. Hell track yeah. 15 off of Chumbawamba's ninth studio album, Woozywig. Um, This is going to be a fun episode, I think, because it's a very fun song, rife with things to talk about. Yeah. But first, Teddy, I want to ask you, how do you feel to finally have some Florida representation here? I'm, I'm so mm. I'm so proud because as everyone knows, Florida is basically just the Disney Corporation at this point, so... That's that's why I had to leave. Yeah, yeah. They kicked me out. Because they wanted to buy your life rights yeah. when you were just a toddler. <laughs> I was actually the inspiration for the movie Boss Baby. Yeah, I mean, you you are a boss. You were once a baby. That is true. It all adds up. <laughs> that's all it takes. I have killed someone, much like Alec Baldwin has. Uh, he did yes. that. Oh, Jesus. He did that to stay in character. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As the it's, boss. Um, <laughs> as the boss baby. Yeah. You're very method. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Um, it really shows in your work in this podcast, yeah. too, um, how method you are. Yeah. I, I, the whole I Chumbawamba wasn't, thing. Yeah, I wasn't actually a Chumbawamba fan before I got cast to be on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. before you replied to my ad in yeah. backstage. <laughs> um. Look, this, this gig is union. I'm not complaining. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're getting your equity card, yeah. your SAG, ACTRA. <laughs> Can you get a SAG card uh, for being on a podcast? I don't think so. Do you think there's a podcasters union? Oh, definitely. Let's find out. Podcasters are like the most annoying people possible. There's no way they don't have some sort of union. Oh, the iHeartMedia podcasters uh, launched a union. Good for them. With Writers Guild East. Okay. Uh, There's a bunch of Spotify podcasts that are union now. Should we unionize? Do you want to unionize? Yeah. Just the two of us? Just the two of us. And uh, as as both the workers and the executives yeah. of this podcast, as a worker, I'm very pro-union, but as an executive of the podcast, I do not voluntarily yeah. recognize the union. Uh, I'm going on strike <laughs> um, and just cut my audio here. The episode's over. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining yeah. us, everybody. <laughs> it's always it's wild to me that there are podcasts that have enough people behind them to unionize. Yeah. Like, in what world do you have a staff as part of your fucking podcast? Okay, I mean, this podcasts w- have become huge in this the one, past, like, this one, decade. The, the title is misleading. It's a podcast company, so it's a production studio. So that makes more sense oh, than I if see. you were the people doing the editing and the blah, blah, blah for a bunch of dipshits who talk out their asses. Whereas we're right. DIY. We edit our own dumb shit. Uh, <laughs> Whereas we're the we're the people who edit and also the dipshits talking yeah. out of their asses. So. <laughs> I guess there's not much for us to unionize, but it would be very funny if we had like an official meeting where we sat down and took a vote whenever either one of us wanted to do anything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That would, be, that would be kind of funny. I, I would like to introduce a new uh, a new bit on the podcast, and then we have to sit down yes. and have like a twenty minute discussion over whether or not it aligns with our uh, our goals as a as a, a union, as an organization. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that sounds like a good um, productive use of our time that we would not uh, get extremely tired of uh, very quickly. Look, if there's anything I love, it's productive uses of my time. That's why I host two different podcasts. Yeah, and you know, I love, (laughs) as much as I love our weekly six-hour production meeting that we put into uh, producing the show from week to week. Yeah, this this show is actually a full-time job. Um, everything yeah, Natalie and yeah. I say on here is written out beforehand. This is not improvised at all. Yeah. We have a writer's room. <laughs> Meticulously scripted. We have a staff of 26 writers. Yeah. They all um, went to went to Columbia and, and Harvard and, yeah. you know, all the Ivy Leagues. Yeah. Um, we've got one UCLA guy, but he's a very good writer, so that's why we yeah. brought him on. He's a diversity um, hire, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we had to have a In California the on the only show. person. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. You know, we've got Teddy and I each have like a cavalcade of assistants. That is true. I uh, I have one assistant fetching me some tea right now. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of fetching, this yes. song was on an acoustic EP as well as on Wasigawig called Songs on Wasigawig played in a fetchingly acoustic neobilly style. Ah, uh, yes. Which, fetchingly acoustic fetchingly neobilly acoustic, is my favorite is... genre. Um, it's always like I I did find like a YouTube rip of this entire EP. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever yeah. talked about it before. It wasn't uploaded. We may until have mentioned it year. in the past. Yeah, but but um, I like there's like very little information about it online besides that. I like was like digging through Google, and one of the only places that like identifies it as uh, part of like Chumbawamba's official discography is like an index music site that has a bunch of albums linked in uh like for download and then one from uucities.org which i assume is a geocities ripoff that is no longer active <laughs> so yeah that's great we're digging real deep into the chumbawamba uh yeah depths right now i i do think this is possibly one of the more obscure chumbawamba releases we've uh talked about on the show yeah um it's up there at least there's there's acoustic versions of i'm sorry Fetchingly acoustic neo 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 Billy, not neoliberal. <laughs> what if, what if there was a neoliberal version of Chumbawamba where they sang all of the same <laughs> about all of the same topics, but each song was just about like writing a letter to your congressperson yeah. and signing a petition, making sure that you vote blue no matter who. Uh, yeah, in this house we believe in science. Oh God. <laughs> um, I did just send you um, a link to what looks like every single Chumbawamba album in 320 kilobytes per second. Oh <laughs> that fuck I, yeah! I found through digging on the internet. Oh, Jesus. We've even got the the uh, slap yeah. the the one that's like slap plus um, shush. Someone's always telling you how to behave. What are the hell are the peel sessions? This is amazing. We've talked about this. the peel settings before. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> mm, I don't remember it. A it also looks like nostalgia. this is like the back end of this website. I don't think we're supposed to be here. <laughs> I went to the wow, I went to their actual great. website and it, it's like trying to get me to sign up for something. It's like mm, I don't think it's so. You're such a hacker. Yeah, my elite hacking skills of googling. <laughs> <laughs> You should download all of these and back them up before they close the security loophole. I think I have most of them. But I'll okay, perfect. Check. Let me. See. I appreciate that they have the entirety of the title of uh, the boy bands of one. Yeah, I saw <laughs> when I was scrolling through. I saw that. I was like, damn. Yeah. Let me see if my <laughs> download ripper will automatically pick up every single one of these, so I don't have to go through and manually do it. Yeah. Ba -ba -ba. Portraits of downloads. anarchists. Nice. Yeah, there's some stuff on here that I have not listened to. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, on the on the uh, fetchingly acoustic neo Billy EP, we've got um, acoustic versions of "She's Got All the Friends That Money Can Buy," "Passenger List for Doomed Flight 1721." Pass it along, Jesus in Vegas, New York mining disaster, Celebration Florida, and I'm coming out. I have listened to all of these at least once, and I'm, it's pretty good. I, from what I remember, the one of uh, New York mining disaster is like not much different, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and same with this one is there's not a whole lot of uh, yeah. differentiation. Hold on, let me see if I yeah. can. It wanted me to enter a password. Oh, it wants a username and password for the site. I'll figure it out. Ah, I think right. I can get around it. Yeah, it doesn't look super secure. Anyway, so <laughs> um, you wanna you wanna dig yeah. through the liner notes real quick before we yeah let's talk about, these about liner Disney notes. World for like two hours. Yeah, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the liner notes once again from chumbawambabooklets.tumblr.com. Thank you, Nim. Uh, this is what Chumbawamba had to say about the song "Celebration Florida." From those wonderful people who brought you my lie, social architecture as constructed by closet white supremacists, where the over-eager security guards look like Grandpa Walton. You know the town in the Truman Show in Pleasantville? It already exists, built by Disney upon the myth of accurate and proper research into the kind of town where the average person would like to live. 
It's a closed community built to echo those apple pie towns you only ever see in Disney films. And franchises are available to those who can prove they're suitably average. Who are these average persons? Residents of exclusive housing regimes where you have to drive past the security checkpoints to get in? Who swim in personal swimming pools? Oranges falling off the trees and rolling around in the dust so they go and buy fresh, polished ones from the supermarket? Who wear their Grecian 2000? But look at you with disgust if you have dyed hair. Celebration Florida is the whole glazed biscuit. <laughs> Sorry, that got me. <laughs> Celebration Florida is the whole glazed biscuit. Make sure you follow the strict color code when painting the outside of your house, and be sure to use complimentary white spirit to wash away any evil thoughts. And yes, now your dog really can get a facelift. Wow. I'm going to start saying uh, the whole glazed biscuit <laughs> when I'm talking about something that has everything that you can imagine. I feel like, like the whole... Oh, yeah. Chumbawamba is the whole glazed biscuit. <laughs> I feel like Limp Biscuit kind of ruined the phrase, like, glazed biscuit. Yeah. Like. It's a different kind of biscuit. Is it? Between what Limp Biscuit was talking about and what Chumbawamba's talking about. Is it? Like Remember, a glazed, they're Brits. A, a glazed biscuit? I guess they are Brits. But, I mean, if you're nutting on a cookie, it's not any different than nutting on a biscuit. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your interpretation... Your interpretation of this phrase is that it's someone nutting on it, not yes. that it's glazed with sugar. Yes, because that's what that's what Limp Bizkit is named after, where you all nut yeah, on it. Yeah, but... <laughs> all right, well, I know that, but... Do you think Chumbawamba was talking about the same thing that Limp Bizkit was talking about? Yes, they're the same band. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm gonna you I'm telling gonna, me I'm that it's like... it's it's past the like the the realm of possibility that Chumbawamba was making a dirty reference on their album that has a, a photo like their cover is two dogs fucking like God forbid they no, they joke about nutting. No one says no, the word. No one that... says the word glazed in a non dirty context. No, no, I don't think. I don't... But I don't I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility, but I I do think that like glazed biscuits are like a thing, you know? I'm gonna Google glazed like, biscuit. You're gonna find recipes for making glazed biscuits. Here's one for glazed raisin cinnamon biscuits. Here's one for uh glazed cinnamon biscuits, one oh one cooking for two. Here's another for Andrew Carmelini's World's Best Biscuits, end of story. (laughs) Yeah, I googled it and it's just showing me weird porn, so. I mean, I think maybe that (laughs) says more about our respective search histories than anything else. (laughs) That that you're a fucking weirdo who likes British food and I'm a dirty pervert. Yeah. Well, well, which one of us is the bigger pervert then? If you like British people, it's you. Yeah. I'm honestly... a amazed at how many glazed biscuits actually just showed up with like donuts or some shit i really thought i was gonna get much worse search results yeah (laughs) well prove me wrong again chumbawamba yeah well have a have a have a nice slice of chumba humble pie as we continue talking about the song (laughs) sorry that one was a bit of a stretch huh um Let's talk about Celebration Florida, the place for a second, because okay. that is what this is about. That's what this song is about. Yeah. Celebration Florida is a town that the Walt Disney Corporation uh, developed. Yeah, it's a, like, a planned they, community. They, they planned an entire town with a population of like 7,000 people. Like not a huge, so that's not a huge town, but it's like fairly large. It's bigger than like just like a condominium complex. Like they have full like town infrastructure of like a post office and libraries and 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 banks and and a downtown area. Like this is a town that the Walt Dis- Disney Company just decided to build, and they raised and they spent a bunch of money on it. They hired a bunch of like, um, they they hired a bunch of uh architects to like design the building like the public buildings and just like poured a lot of money into this and i just think that's absolutely wild yeah 
so the original plan for like celebration florida was actually supposed to be epcot um, I do not remember exactly what Epcot stands for, but it's something insane uh, in like it 1950s. Stands for the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Yeah, some some like straight like Fallout shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then they yeah. went with Celebration Florida, which isn't much better. I mean, Disney doesn't really have too much power in like the day to day carry ons of Celebration no. Florida, from what I understand. I think no. it's mostly just that they wanted this like picture perfect town to be the thing that was right next to disney world instead of leaving it to chance and having like a, a trailer park or, or something else yeah so yeah um another thing that celebration florida is famous for is that a bunch of people died there yeah. um in in this <laughs> pond uh, that I was not aware that this was a thing, but if you Google Celebration Florida, one of the suggestions is Celebrate a Celebration Florida Death Pond, which A, oh, would man. be an incredible band name, but B, is... Uh, so the way that like the road was set up is it like was like a T-junction, and on the other side of like the T was just a lake, so if you were coming off of the highway and didn't know you had to make like an immediate right or left turn, you would just drive straight into this lake. And I think like four people died there. They found like this entire like pile of cars in the lake when they finally excavated it. Absolutely bonkers oh. shit to be happening like what, like half a mile away from Disney World? Like Yeah. Insane. Um, there were also there's yeah. also like a string of murders there last year. I fell down a, a weird celebration of Florida rabbit hole today. Yeah, well, it's like a, it's a very deep rabbit hole to fall down, yeah. and you can go a couple of different ways with it. With it, like this is not the first planned community that Disney like had a part in, nor has it been the last. You know, as we talked about Epcot, which eventually became, like, one of the parks at Disney World, was originally designed to be an actual city. Like, like an actual city where, uh, like, people just lived on the Disney, um, like, Disney-owned land in Disney-owned buildings. So, like, Celebration Florida wasn't, like, that extreme because the people who live there do actually own their homes and do, like... Uh, on their land and stuff. Well, well, not all of them, obviously, because there's some people who. But like, there are people who yeah. own houses in Celebration okay. Florida. Like, like, like th that's what I mean. Whereas Epcot was planned to be a place where no one actually had property rights. Um, they just lived. Yeah. In, like bungalows provided by Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to Kyle about that, and basically, like, the original plan for Epcot was they they were like. Yeah, we don't want anyone to actually have any power. We don't want them to be able to have any yeah. control. And it's like, that's a wonderful thing that you should be thinking about where people live. Totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have another another one that's like kind of like, it's called Golden Oak at Walt Disney World Resort. It's a residential community within the Walt Disney World Resort. I don't know if people live there permanently or if people just have like, timeshares there anyway it's like there's a lot of the walt disney corporation has a lot of um different like a history of these planned communities that's just so fucking fascinating they've also got one in fucking france near disneyland paris like oh my god anyway this this is <laughs> this can't become the whole podcast but like i don't know it's uh it's really really something isn't it yeah they, they are also trying to build a new one, a new yeah. uh, planned community. But this one looks less like Disney World Park-themed and more like aiming at the insane yeah. part of our generation that are Disney adults. Um, and this one promises an incorporation of uh, uh -huh. story living, is what they call it, which um, is a way to engage with fans and keep Disney as part of their lives all the time, which is Absolutely maybe the most psychotic is, yes. thing I've ever heard. Like, like I, yeah. I know people who used to live in celebration, Florida. Um, it was people who worked at the Disneyland theme park, which like, from what I could understand is like, everyone makes it seem like it's like this crazy town. And it's just kind of just like, yeah, we both work here. It'd be stupid for us not to buy a house. Yeah. Like, 200 feet from where we work in a nice community but this shit where it's like hey you're a disney adult don't you wish that like you could pay taxes to like a guy <laughs> dressed as mickey mouse seems insane and 
if you willingly live in this place, I think that you should be executed. Like, I think that they should get everyone to sign up for this and then just, like, just, like, put everyone in, like, a dumpster somewhere. Like, there's no way that you have a functional brain it's if you're willingly Story living in a living Disney playing community. Disney is the new one. I would... I think I would rather, like, die and yeah. go to hell than live in a Disney story living. This would actually be, like, my, my purgatory would be, like, being married to, like, a cis person and living in story living by Disney with, like, 2.5 children. Yeah. <laughs> like, reading the shit was just, like, so bleak. Like, the Epcot shit and, like, even, like, the foundation of uh, Celebration has, like, that gleam of what Chumbawamba is mentioning in the song where it's like the nostalgia factor for a time that doesn't yeah. exist and is mostly like a racist, like yes caricature of the 1950s, but it is still like, there's a reason that people are nostalgic for it, whether right or wrong, but seeing it proposed in the current day, it's just like, Oh, this is psychotic. Like, and yes. it was probably psychotic when they introduced celebration Florida back in the day. And has since grown to be like a slightly, normal place to live as normal as any place in florida is <laughs> so as aside from aside from the uh the dystopian nightmare that is the uh story living by disney um <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about the lyrics of the songs yeah. themselves because because i think uh i think they like beyond the um beyond the specific parts of it that are about disney and the town of celebration like i think like they're playing at some themes here that really are still resonant today you know the one that stood out to me uh the most was the line they're buying up nostalgia for a time they can't remember yep and i'm just like yeah that's what our entire like uh culture and uh yeah. media like industry are about like these days like i feel like if it was bad in the year 2000, when Chumbawamba released this album, it's only reached a fucking fever pitch by now in our culture of constant reboots and constant uh, exploitation of, like, childhood memories for, like, capitalist interests, you know? Like, hey, remember that Remember that thing you liked back when you didn't have to pay taxes? Here you go. Yeah. Well, what if <laughs> yeah. there was a worse version of it that was direct to streaming and you could pay $10 a month for it? Yeah, right. <laughs> and you'll eat that fucking slop up. What if there was a one day uh, a one day warped tour in the middle of Las Vegas that you had yeah. to pay like a hundred and fifty dollars to yeah. get into? <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure it was like three hundred dollars. Well, I think it was three hundred dollars with the whole hotel package. I don't remember. <laughs> one of my friends is going. <laughs> I I like I like going to shows. I like a lot yeah. of the bands that are on that thing. Like yeah. the idea of having to try and cram every band I want to see into one day yeah. at a festival yeah. that's going to be way too crowded and poorly run. No, thank yeah. you. I'm good. Yeah. Um, Ugh. I do really just. You know, there's like a bunch of like weird zoomers that are going just for like hundred gex, and they're going to be surrounded yes. by like thirty year olds who are going to break their fucking shins uh, stage diving to Chiodos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I th I think it's absolutely nuts that uh, 100 Gex is on on that yeah. festival. 100 Gex is like the new festival band if you're trying to relate to to the young people. Yeah, I can, I can. <laughs> yeah, relate yeah. to them youths. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, and it's it's funny to think about the way that like that's kind of been the whole mo of the Walt Disney Company, like taking like old stories and and like re like presenting them in new formats that like are just yep. kind of like hearkening back to like hey remember that media property well here yeah. it is and they they were doing that before people were even like thinking in terms of like media property right like th that yep. was all of their earliest like work as as like an animation studio were like based on old like old as shit's fairy tales and like maybe that wasn't as much of a nostalgia grab as it was like they just didn't want to pay for the rights to adapt anything but like yeah i don't know it's just it's just the the entire disney like machine is so so cynically like capitalist and like capitalism being like obviously a cynical thing to begin with but like it just takes it to the next level i really think like the walt disney corporation is capitalism pushed to its utmost extreme the and fact that like there's like to see the fact that there's like multiple 
court cases that like extended copyright essentially just for like uh disney is like the most insane thing to me that like everything not everything but like pretty much everything disney put out that is famous should be in the public domain by now except they keep like basically like paying to create their own loopholes to keep shit in fucking under their control so you can keep having to see mickey mouse forever wonderful yep. <laughs> yeah i don't get it like i i don't think that like if you're a person that like consumes a specific kind of media that necessarily is reflective of your ideology i think that no, kind of no. that kind of reeks of the uh like try to make uh structural problems like a personal issue but at the same yeah. time like if you're a disney adult i think you should be shot like you, like i don't understand <laughs> how you can just like suck the dick of capitalism this fucking hard and like not be aware of it like i really like can't imagine that you have any sort of like self-awareness like it just bums me out. It's not even like I'm not trying to be mean. I am trying to be a little mean, but like when I meet people who like their their whole thing is that like they really like a multimedia conglomerate and yeah. like their entire identity is like buying the Funko Pops based on it. It like yeah. I don't know. I had a coworker who literally used to just like track the prices of like different uh like Mickey Mouse Funko Pops, and I That's was like, "Fucking wild!" I can't think of anything I would least rather do my time do with my yeah. time than like play the stock market, but with a plastic ugly toy for a multimedia conglomerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. Just like, I mean, funny as a word for it. It's also kind of depressing. Just like, I don't know. It's like Disney has been responsible for some actually like genuinely terrific like animated movies right like a lot of disney's properties are really good and like that's the thing about it that is so insidious they have like they have like capitalized on the idea of like like their own legacy of creating like good stuff and like becoming like hoarding basically the ability to create media like that's their ultimate end goal right is to buy up every competitor possible and like just own everything like there's the joke like disney owns everything but like You know, you go on fucking Disney Plus, which I have access to thanks to my sister. <laughs> um, you go on Disney Plus, it's like every now and then I'll be on there and I'll just I'll just look at something and I'll be like, wait, what? Why is this on Disney Plus? Why is fucking like um, I can't think of an example right now, but like the one, I mean, the, the one that was huge was like The <laughs> Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Marvel, like, like Marvel, like like they own so much. Star Wars, and it's, like yeah, and it's just like. That's their ultimate goal, to own everything, right? So that there's just one entity producing, like, the most mass market, like, homogenized slop for us. Yeah. Like, I once again, like, I I don't want to, like, rag on, like, what people like, but, like, the the fact that, like, what passes for, like, serious television these days, not that serious television was ever ever a thing, because it really just exists to sell commercial spots, um, but, like, that I know, like, grown adults who, like, will like talk about the Mandalorian every week just fucking bums me out. That shit is yeah. so fucking lame. Like I watched part of the first yeah. season. It's like this is fine, but it's just like it feels so cookie cutter. You could swap out those characters with literally anyone and it doesn't matter. Like yeah, the thing that made a few small details yeah. here and there and you have the same basic story. Yeah, it's just Marvel and it's just yeah. Star Wars and it's just every single fucking piece of media put out in this decade. Like the thing that yeah. made Star Wars cool is it was like an accidental success made by a bunch of people who didn't really fucking know what they were doing. And yeah. the fact that it's like went from that to like, what if we spent like billions of dollars making this the perfect show for a bunch of dudes with like 200 followers on Twitter to be like, oh, my God, did you see Zorp Zip in the last episode? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, and I you know, know what? If if that's what you like, if you enjoy it, I'm not trying to say like don't enjoy it, but like just have some like self awareness and like critical perspective about it. You know? I'm like, saying don't I, enjoy it. I'm saying grow up and find something better to watch. Like you're a grown adult. I, no, I'm just saying I enjoy a lot of dumb bullshit. Right, I do. I'm I, a wrestling fan for God's sake. Like, but like you know, you have to have some like like critical distance from your from your interests sometimes yeah. when they're so like I don't know. I when think there's so, something like, like there's like corporate or. There's, like, dumb bullshit like wrestling where it's, like, this is, like, dumb because the people who are making it are dumb. And then there's dumb bullshit where it's, like, this is dumb because an algorithm wrote it to, like, trigger the pleasure senses in your brain. Like, I don't know. I've I've been on a big kick of, like, watching, like, weird, like, 80s VHS rip movies. 
and Hell they're yeah. not good, but it's kind no. of it, there's something charming about the fact that they're like so poorly made that you can tell it has yeah. some humanity to it. And it's like Absolutely. this is a stupid line. It wasn't written by 90 people in a fucking writer's room to like right. make sure that my eyes stay on the screen to see the Coca-Cola the character is drinking or whatever. Yeah, or like yeah, when yeah. the sound cuts out because there's an explosion that's like clipping because it was made before they had any sort of digital audio editing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm falling into yeah. the nostalgia trap of back that's when true. things were but I, I don't know. I like I hate like nostalgia, but I genuinely yeah. think that like movies and TV shows were better in like the 90s. Music, I think, is only getting yeah. better because the tools for the average person to make music are getting more accessible. Like music yeah. and digital art is something that we continue to see a progression in. But things like movies that are being replaced, like any small budget movie is now being like wiped out and replaced with. Either A, you go the route of like making a YouTube series so you can hawk like headphones, or B, you uh you end up in like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a very um not a very promising or uh or optimistic time to be <laughs> an artist in a lot of ways. No. It's it's kind of it's kind of a funny double edged sword because I think the accessibility to creating art is at a like at an all-time high but at the same time it's like there's so many independent creators competing for what little attention audiences have that it's like good luck getting it out there and getting people to actually engage with the work you make i don't know i i think with music and stuff that is easier to self-produce that we're still seeing a lot of cool stuff come out like not that there's not good movies coming out and not that there aren't like independent filmmakers making cool shit and i i I fully recognize that that's not 100 percent my place of expertise but like i i feel like it's easier for like the average joe to make an album that is accessible with like the tools that they have as a common person than it would be for me to shoot make a movie like, well, I think like even if you look at even if you take like independent creators out of it, like you like just look at Disney movies in like the '90s compared to Disney movies now, and like I'm not even gonna like make like sweeping generalizations because I don't watch Disney movies at all anymore, except maybe when I'm with my nieces. But like if you compare the original Lion King to the like semi live action remake they did a few years ago it's just like what the original is an objectively better film with better like like voice acting and better storytelling and better animation and it has more life and color and like and character to it like like i don't think that that is like a ridiculous claim to make so like even when you're comparing mass market like corporate produced media of like 30 years ago to that that they're doing today it's like i think they just figured out that all they need to do is like hit like all the check marks and like you know appeal to people's sense of nostalgia and that's and they're they it doesn't matter if it's good it just matters that that people go see it and people do go see it because we live in a nostalgic nostalgia poisoned capitalist hellscape and what else is there to do when you spend 40 hours a week working and then five hours commuting and then you have to make food for the week because you can't afford to go out and then it's like okay what do i do with like the three hours of time i have left do i want to spend my time experiencing something new or do i want yeah the the nostalgia drip of seeing like the 19th marvel movie we've we've talked about this on the show before and it just it's At this point, I'm not trying to be mean to people who like this stuff. It just genuinely bums me out the state that a lot of our media is in and the way that people are forced into nostalgic consumption as, like, the only escape they have from their nightmarish lives. Yep. And uh, it's like that meme with the with the guy pouring uh, salad dressing on the salad that's like... <laughs> Yeah. What is it? What is it again? Uh, uh, like as problem as el capitalismo or whatever, because it's in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in Spanish. That's right. Yeah, and the yeah. and the salad is just like normal, normal everyday. Yep. Any conversation. any conversation. Yeah. <laughs> any conversation. I mean, to be fair, we're not having any conversation. We're having a conversation where Chumbawamba points out like the hypocrisy right. of nostalgia right. via the Disney corporations, like housing, yeah. which is a little bit more similar to our public than well, if we, like yeah. this was a conversation about like 
<laughs> green beans. And we were like, yeah, but green beans used to be better before those fucking GMOs started exploiting the farmers. and Which is also probably true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, God. Well, uh, shall we shall we talk about the music? Of yeah, this song? let's talk about the music of this song. <laughs> oh God, sometimes doing this podcast bumps me out. <laughs> it really does. Just like I was, basically everything I just said, I was like thinking about by myself the other day because I yeah. watched. Oh God, I watched some like recent movie and was just like, this is just like the worst thing I've ever seen, and I don't understand why media was so much better when it was being made by like a bunch of dipshits who were coked up. And then yeah. I got to thinking about it. I was like, Oh, because you could be creative when you were a bunch of dipshits coked up and not like answering yeah. to like a firing squad of uh, like whatever bank owns your media conglomerate. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this nice little acoustic jaunt, which is my yeah, first this, note. On this this music. Acoustic, yeah. This uh... Neo Billy. <laughs> To be fair, this um, one isn't complete Neobilly. We're not talking about the Neobilly version, but it, it is. It's got those sweet little harmonies. They whip out an acoustic guitar for this one, and they do it on the yeah. live video version too. Even back before yeah. they were the the full folk rock band we we know and love as late game Chumbawamba. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, what is there to say about the music here other than what you just said? It's just a nice little acoustic song with some yeah. nice harmonies. Yeah. Um. I appreciate the slide steel guitar that they yes. play in it, which is really funny because it's like for a couple of Brits, they really know how to do Americana pretty yep. well. <laughs> they, they really do a good job of like being yeah. like, what would a song about Disneyland's like community sound like? It's like, yeah. yeah, like this, like kind of haunting, but at the same time, like on the face, gorgeous acoustic song. So mm-hmm. good job, Chumbawamba. Yeah. This album is also... really like a, a, a showcase of them just yeah. whipping out every style. It's like someone was in the studio just like yelling like genres at them. Like, yeah, we had some show tunes. We had yeah. some Americana. We had we've had some Bossa Nova influence. It's pretty cool. Yeah, got some um... new metal, got those scratches. <laughs> I've also been noticing in revisiting this album uh, week after week, because I do end up just listening to the whole album Same. more often than <laughs> not. Um, I, I've also been noticing just the fact that um, this is, I think, w- the a turning point in the band's career in that Boff has begun to be lead vocals on more and more songs. Previously, I feel like the uh, male vocalist was more often a harmony, but on this, uh, I haven't done an actual like count on this, but he's had a lot of um, lead vocal parts on um, on this album, and that becomes like one of the signatures of their folk days, where he is basically the other lead singer of the band besides Lou. Um, so that's just an interesting little trajectory to start um, paying attention to. Not that he didn't have lead parts in previous albums. No. But this is the one that's like featured yeah. him as a lead singer the most so far, I think. Yeah, um, yeah it's just it, it, it's been it's been interesting to track that. And I, I mean, I like it. You know, it's like yeah. he's got a very pleasant voice, so no complaints here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about the music though, because it is kind of just like a little a nice little acoustic jam. Um, with some slide steals, it's one of the less insane songs that we that we've talked about uh, in a little while. <laughs> yeah, it's fairly yeah. straightforward. Yeah, but it's it's pleasant. I would yeah. call it pleasant, which is funny because I feel like <laughs> pleasant is the exact word that you would want people like the developers of a place like Celebration or the Disney Story Experience or whatever the fuck. Like, um, <laughs> I feel like the pleasant would be the exact word they would want people to think of when they see their advertisements and shit. So (laughs) they're emulating the culture as it were. (laughs) Like if you did not speak English, you would listen to the song and be like, wow, this must be like the theme song for celebration Florida. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait to go visit there. Or, um, or you're someone who does speak English and you just are, don't understand sarcasm in any yeah. way, shape, or form, <laughs> which is, you know, I've met those people. Uh, that is, yeah, they're, they're the same Disney adults that would move to wow. a fucking. <laughs> I, a I would community. like there. I would like there to be a place where there's a bake sale at the schoolhouse and yeah. they're selling innocent. And it's July Fourth forever. Come on, how yeah, could that July not be good? July Fourth forever. To be they fair, how many fucking Coors Lights I can drink yeah. every day? 
During the pandemic, we got a peek into what it would be if it was July 4th forever when everyone set off fireworks for like two months straight. Don't think oh, it's yeah, as good as people. Don't think it's no. as good as fucking like conservatives would like it to be. Yeah, <laughs> they were pretty was, pissed that about was, that uh, one. That was pretty miserable, wasn't it? <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> I was just drunk and watching fireworks from my window every day. Even if you go back and listen to the, the episodes from that time period, you can hear oh, fireworks yeah. in the background. On both sides, yeah. yeah. On in my audio and Teddy's, yeah. We you could hear it for Beautiful. sure. Beautiful. Now bless you just America. get the pleasant sounds. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> now you just get the pleasant sounds of the train occasionally passing That's on true. Teddy's side and some <laughs> uh, vehicular traffic on my side. <laughs> I um I had a work from home interview a few weeks ago, and uh, the person that was interviewing was like do you live in an airport? And I was like, no, there's a train right there. I was like, I promise it won't be this loud if I have a headset on. Please hire me. No. And then they did. And then I turned it down. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want to talk about the, uh, the YouTube videos for this song? Cause we've got a few, we got a, we got a few more than usual. Let's do a little Chumbawamba versus the people. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So So what do you want to talk about first? Let's, let's look at the live video first. I left little yeah. descriptions. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what each of them are. I didn't. I didn't it's include nice the live. Lift. Yeah, there, there is also yeah. the video of the uh, the songs from uh, with Seagull Week played in a fetchingly acoustic neo Billy style, but that has yes. zero comments, so probably yes. not worth paying too much attention to. Unfortunately, but um, so but you should listen to yeah. it. It's you know, it's, 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 it's cute. a fun little artifact of yeah, Chumbawamba discography. So uh, this one is uh, uploaded by Huppleplop1848, who I've mentioned multiple times. This is from the yes. Dusseldorf show they did. Um, it's very funny. They whip out an acoustic guitar and, and talk. they make yeah. fun of acoustic guitars for a bit, which is funny because in little do they know, they're <laughs> forecasting yeah. their own uh, means to come. Boff um, describes it as a wooden guitar with a hole in yeah. it. What a nice <laughs> yeah. little diversion. <laughs> Um, so my favorite comment on here is from Ishdu eight years ago, who says in yes. all caps, this is my summer number one in the year 2013. Thanks to all the dreams make possible. <laughs> I love that comment. Don't so quite good. know what that means, but I fuck with it. I like your enthusiasm yeah. there. Ishdu. Yeah. Um, I uh, want to talk about uh, we've got two comments here from friends of the show. Five months ago, April Hoy wrote, God, I fucking hate the suburbs. Gotta, gotta be one of my favorite <laughs> genres of music. Um, and then uh, Henry is Human, two weeks ago, only two weeks ago, Henry wrote, my mom is not the most politically switched on people out there, but we went to celebration in like 2012 and even she knew something was up. <laughs> you got, you know, it's bad when it's like an apolitical, like, like, mom type yeah. is like there's something weird going yeah, this on here is, the, the the vibes here are off like yeah um there's another comment i really like this is from kevin uh basuto yes. 10 years like who yeah. just says i live there go weed go weed i don't know that i don't know like weed yeah I mean, weed there's stuff. an unfortunate number of people um who are saying like that celebration is a great place to live and they really like it including lee coleman who wrote 11 years ago sounds like a great place to live i'll check into it no deviants yeah keep them in europe and then one day ago yesterday as of recording pete house wrote cool you stay over there matey yeah get their ass pete house all right so i'm on get their ass pete i'm on i'm on pete house's uh, youtube channel he has no videos no uploads no channels but his about me is Hi, everyone. This is the way of being a journal for my re-entry into music. Let's see what happens. Dot, 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 dot. Thanks for looking. XXXO. And if you're a Tory, homophobe, or hate anyone based on their gender, sexual orientation, or race, then please feel free to fuck off. Don't come to my shows. Don't listen to my music. Fuck hell yes, yeah, Pete, Pete House. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I want to hear Pete House. I wanna yeah, hear I just I just subscribed to Pete House on YouTube, so uh, watch this space too. for future Pete House needs. Yeah, I'm watching this space. Pete House, that is such a great introduction. Yeah. I just googled <laughs> I just googled Pete House to see if I could find <laughs> any of his music. And the first thing is a a, a breakfast restaurant called Pete's Clown House. In, oh uh, no. In in Philly. Oh <laughs> I, wait, I think, hold I on. I found uh, Pete's Clown House. 
Pete's Clown House in Philly. What the fuck? Where is it's this? It's open from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'm trying to find an address. It's on Frankfurt. Fuck me. This it's is Frankfurt like... Avenue. This is close to us. You're close to me. <laughs> it's kind of in between where we live. Oh, my God. Teddy, do you want to go Oh, to, wait. No, uh, never mind. It's, it's farther north. But it is not that far away. Do you want to go to... Uh... Do I would a, love a to get a bonus episode from Pete's. I would Clown love House. to get. It's it's a, a fifteen minute train right away from me. Oh, that's Wait, easy. Hold on, that's nothing. So in order to get past to get there, we have to pass by a restaurant called Another Wing by DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get breakfast at Pete's Clown House, and then on the way home, we're gonna get lunch yeah. at Another Wing by DJ Another... Khaled. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, oh this is God. the second week in a row we're talking about DJ Khaled. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. I was like, oh, <laughs> yep. shit, DJ Khaled is. Yeah. There's also a restaurant called Man vs. Fries in the oh, same block. Yeah. This They got some dope food, wherever the fuck this is. like Philly rules. Yeah. <laughs> I know where this is. This is where the Home Depot is. Ah. Fuck yes. All right, well... <laughs> Oh wait, hold we'll on. Re- we'll report back on whether or not we actually do. Fuck this. me, I've um, been to like a block away from here. This is where the Aldi I go to is. Oh hell yes! All right, we're making a trip. We're gonna Pete's Clown House. We'll stop at Aldi's, get some fucking knockoff white monsters. Yeah. Oh, what do you? Yeah, let's let's. This will be a good time. <laughs> all right, back to Chumbawamba celebration. Yeah. So wow. I did also link. A, uh, a lyric video that someone nicely made oh, for me. This is video from is great. Uh, I love it. Inez Pedro uh, Bourget, I believe. I'm probably butchering that. Classic Windows Movie Maker um, text effects here, uploaded on yeah. March 26, 2011. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't know where to begin with this. It's just such a great little video. Um, let's start I... with. Uh, Oh, please, go ahead. I want to begin with, we have another comment from Terry Lovett, who left a video on the other Celebration video. This yes. one, she says, I live in Celebration for seven years and friggin' loved it. Nostalgia, deviance, and all. Terry, that's the not the point of the song. Did you really have to comment it on wait, two wait, different wait. videos? Hold on, but then Terry responded to someone saying, I'm completely aware that the song is making fun of Celebration's capitalist free market residents. So maybe Terry, Terry liked living in in celebration as as a as a freak you know how lots of like lot, the suburbs have like some 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 real freaks and weirdos crawling around i don't know i don't Hold know on. now i'm on terry lovett's youtube page Yo, are you looking at when k-pop rules the galaxy <laughs> no i'm looking at that is great when k-pop oh. rules the galaxy this is awesome but i'm looking oh, at their about says the official youtube page of novelist terry lovett yep. here you can wanna... check out book trailers by the author and uh let's see what books terry lovett has written terry lovett uh, is the author of many books none bestsellers damn <laughs> So her most recent one on her site is called Ultraviolence, a love song, and it lists her as notorious revenge novelist Terry Lovett. All right, so wait, hold on. I think I need to buy some of these books. These (laughs) these look amazing. Where can I get these? (laughs) Free book giveaway from Good uh, Goodreads. Do I really have to blog to sell books? Maybe. When did you last post this? 2013. Terry, come on, stick with it. I believe in you. Yeah, Terry Lovett, come on the show. Talk about your books. <laughs> wow, Terry we, Lovett we found some some real yeah. great creators here yeah. this week. Terry Lovett is the author of many books, none bestsellers. She currently lives in Dallas, Texas, and splits her time between the kitchen and the bedroom. To her dismay, she has oh. no she has no boo and only the occasional houseboy to keep her company. Sometimes Whoa. she sends herself flowers, but they rarely make her feel any better. When Terry isn't writing, she often sneaks out with friends to enjoy an adult beverage and look for her next future ex-husband. Most things written about her are not true, but this is. Terry, hit my line. Let's go. <laughs> Let's move to Celebration I, Florida again. I am in awe. I love this. Terry Lovett. I'm going to lo- I'm going to try to find her books. Not now, but I'm keeping the tab open. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> back to <laughs> back Celebration. to Celebration once again. Once again we find our way back. <laughs> All roads lead yeah. back to Chumbawamba. Um 
we we do have another comment from friend of the show, Aaron L. Yes. One year ago, God damn it, we've been doing this for too long. <laughs> Who says uh, Chumbawamba is the Florida man of one hit wonders, which don't <laughs> fully understand, but I respect it. Henry responded saying Chumbawamba baby stole my car in good faith, then a train launched it into a house. <laughs> Oh. Um, Tom Connolly wrote 10 years ago OMG I remember when this came out I was living in celebration at the time Everyone loved the song but hated the words They were too much Much too true Thank you <laughs> <laughs> Imagine living Imagine living in celebration Florida When this song came out And you'd just be like What the fuck man <laughs> Um, so the last video that I have posted is from ghostreport.com, which was posted in 2009. It's a two-minute-long video doing an expose on the Celebration Florida Death Pond, which we gave a basic description of in the beginning of the episode. But it is pretty interesting that Disney yeah. just, like, had this, like, giant death trap that is now covered by a wall. But for a while, they just, like, had people drive their cars into it and yeah, die there. I-, I looked it up. It's very hard to find actual information about yeah uh, like the people who died there i found like news reports like from 1999 and there's like a bunch of like people being like like weird youtubers but like it's very obvious that some of this is being pushed down or uh yeah purposefully not uh being brought to the surface about like the fact that a bunch of people just like died here because they didn't fucking put in like any sort of safety railings in front of a gigantic pond like yeah 200 feet from the disney world entrance yeah yeah crazy um i do want to read this video description near walt disney world in orlando florida you'll find the disney town of celebration florida near celebration there is a deadly pond that has claimed the lives of many motorists celebration residents report hearing unexplained sounds near the pond that could be the ghosts of drivers who made a wrong turn Um, I'm just going to there, – there's one comment here that I really like. There's yeah. a bunch of like, there aren't goats. Ghosts aren't real. And a lot of, I know someone who died here, which is very sad. But um, this is yeah. from Shaky Ventures 11 years ago who says, my favorite part of any ghost story is hearing about how to avoid getting speeding tickets. And then he went <laughs> around to her side of the car and hanging in the handle was a citation for going 40 in a 30 mile an hour zone. Boogity boo. So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Good job, Shaky Ventures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right, Teddy. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share about? Yes. All of the above. <laughs> I don't even know how to summarize the ground we've yeah. covered in this one. Please hey, go for it. The current state of our media and uh, culture in America is very sad, and I hope that uh, someone invades us soon and we all get to listen to Hard Bass. Uh, <laughs> two, the song slaps. It's really funny that a bunch of fucking weirdos who lived in Celebration Florida didn't quite understand that the song is making fun of them. Three, Celebration Florida Death Pond is a very good hardcore band name if anyone is looking to start one with me. How about yeah. you, Natalie? I'm, I'm looking to start a hardcore band. Let's you know start this. Celebration Florida Death Pond. Okay, let's do it. It'll be like let's it'll be it. like a swamp, a sw- a Florida swamp themed Disney hardcore band. Yeah. Do you think Do you think Celebration Death Pond would be a better name? Maybe rolls off the tongue a little. bit. I don't know. Better. I like Celebration Florida Death Pond because you have four. CFDP because then you can do the four letters in like an Ooh, X true. for our logo. True. 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 Okay. We could just we could also just claim we're from Florida. It'd be really funny. <laughs> just only play shows in <laughs> Philadelphia. No, we're on tour from uh, we're from Celebration, Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're always touring, always stopping in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> um, my final thoughts are: this is a pretty good song. Um, I think that the lyrical content of it is perhaps like the real like fertile soil to, uh, to think about, as you can tell from us talking about all that shit during the lyrics for like 30 minutes and then spending like five minutes talking about the music, but it's still musically a very good song. And I like the slide steel guitar and the harmonies a lot. Um, yeah, I think like Chumbawamba as always had a really keen sense of like what was going on in the culture around them. And because of the way our society functions, a lot of the things that they had eyes on back then are still relevant today, perhaps in ways that were not the same, 
but are like direct results of the kind of things that they were um spotlighting yeah. in you know it's the not the 2000. same it's like it's gotten worse <laughs> it's evolved into something even worse yeah exactly so i don't know man it's a good song and i love chumbawamba and it gave me a lot to talk about on my dumb podcast but now i'm just kind of bummed out yeah <laughs> that's my final thought <laughs> <laughs> if you had to read it what would you give it I would give it a um, an Epcot out of a Magic Kingdom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. This is the first thing that came to mind. I want to go lie down now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Teddy? Uh, I'm going to give it a Rocking Horses Painted Red out of uh, Ultra Violence, A Love Story, which are two of my favorite <laughs> Terry Lovett novels. Uh, just putting it out there, Rocking Horses Painted Red was released on my 20th birthday. So oh, shout out wow. to your real one, Terry Lovett. I appreciate the present. <laughs> All right, huh. Daddy, you want to round home with us and bring us to the left as a well? Yeah. We're running a little long this week, so I'm going to try not to go too, too long. But, um, oop, hold on, I have the wrong... Link open. Give me one second. Boop, 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 Nope, that is also... Hold on. Sorry. I had I had a Verge link open, and I thought it was the one that I was looking at, but it was the unionization. No worries. <laughs> uh, article. Bum, bum, bum. Edit that out. Don't you edit that out. You can just talk about unionization again if yeah. you want. I'll be fine with eh. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um, I considered it just because Starbucks unions are continuing to do wild shit, but... Uh, for now, we're going to talk about an article from The Verge that was published two days ago, which was how Facebook twisted Canada's trucker con- convoy into an international movement. So if you're listening to the show and you're in North America, you have probably heard about the like uh, Freedom Convoy or whatever that was a bunch of uh, Canadian truckers uh, convoying across part of Canada to protest um, a vaccine mandate specifically for truckers, specifically for truckers that are crossing the U.S. and Canadian border. And from the amount of news stories published, you probably think it is some huge event that is destroying the world as we know it, when in reality, it is an incredibly small group of uh, truckers it is a very niche right-wing movement that is uh, putting yeah. together this protest. And the reason that it blew up so well is uh, a combination of things, almost entirely the fault or made worse by social media. Um, yeah. In this article, they go on to describe basically how the reason that these posts exploded in popularity were a combination of like known paid bot farms sharing the articles and sharing the posts. And B, the fact that Facebook prior is trying to prioritize groups, so posts made in private groups get seen more often than public posts. So all these posts that are being made in these small right-wing groups have a wider reach than anything that is posted publicly. So because of this, uh, it the movement grew faster than it would have if it was simply like the incredibly small amount of uh, people who participated in this protest. Something like, I think it was like less than 10% of truckers in Canada are against this uh, mandate. So it's not like a worldwide feeling. The actual politics of the mandate are questionable. I don't want to get too into that, but the people that are putting it on, their reasons for putting it on is... Um, coming coming from the the wrong end of things, the fact that they uh, their coalition included neo Nazis and uh, different scammers and grifters is usually a, a sign that you're on the the wrong side of things. But in addition to this, once this group blew up, um, oh yeah, what's the name of Ben Shapiro's stupid fucking website? Uh, oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm scrolling. Bah, bah, bah. The Daily Wire. So in between January 28th and 31st, they published 66 articles about this. Yeah. Just that one site. So this is like a purposeful flood of information to blow up an event that is smaller than it is. And also not in this fucking country. It's literally like a right-wing Canadian faction being propped up by right-wing American money. 
And yeah. once again, like the, the main way that this spread was through Facebook and Facebook has repeatedly like quote unquote banned these groups. And then when a new one is formed, usually a new one that is made from like a known bot farm from a country yeah. that this isn't related to. I believe uh, in this article, they go over that one of the main groups that like was organizing this was run from Bulgaria. And it's like, cool. I love that you can just get on Facebook and just like make up a thing to get mad at. And then the news takes it seriously because a fake news channel takes it seriously yep. because it's in their own best interest to drum up culture war bullshit. Yeah. 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 It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's wonderful. I love it. I love being alive in a, a time where uh, arbitrary choices made by some dipshit who made a social media site uh, about like trying to move to groups have accidentally like aided in the uh, renaissance of like right wing politics. Yeah. <laughs> well, accidentally at first, and then deliberately once they realized it was profitable. Yeah, I mean any any yeah. sort of culture war bullshit <laughs> is profitable, and like I, I don't want to, as I said, like. Like, the, the idea of, like, a protest against, like, the vaccine mandate is pretty stupid. Like, the vac the mandate that they have in place is a little overreaching, in my personal opinion. But, like, the way about that isn't, like, getting backed by, like, a 90,000-person Facebook group of mostly, like, fake bots, to make your point. Yeah. Like, if anyone actually really thought this was, like, a catastrophe, it would have originally been bigger news, but now it's a bigger news thing because it's very easy to exploit social media when you have yeah. the money and uh, know how to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that, like, I kept hearing about this, but it was always, like, second or third hand. I was like, I don't know if this is something I should be caring about. It right, really right, feels right. like the same thing as, like, January 6th, where it's a bunch of uncles getting mad at something, and then the yeah. news blowing it out of proportion. And that's exactly what it was. So, literally nothing, yeah. like, happened. Nothing will happen. There's one going on in, like, California right now that I think has, like, 30 people actually participating in it. Don't quote me on uh -huh. that, but... I don't know. It's just insane that, like, we saw, like, a literal, like, left-wing uprising within the past, like, two years in this country. And it got, like, immediately swept under a rug. And, like, yep. 12 of, like, your weird uncle who doesn't get invited to Thanksgiving anymore through, like, a parade. And all of a sudden, that's, like, the biggest news in the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it kind of, in, in in a weird way, goes back to... um the Foo Fighters thing I was talking about a few weeks ago of like, just always be like skeptical of things that seem like they're uh, like calculated, not even calculated. Like what's the, what's the right word I'm trying to look for here. Always like trace the lines back to the origin of a big news story. Yeah. Because if, if you, do, if you're not receiving like information from a firsthand source, most likely it's being passed around deliberately. Yeah. And like being magnified and and amplified by the fucking miserable excuse for like a journalism like sector that we have in this country. I, I was talking about this with Kyle yesterday. The um like that statistic that everyone always points to about like how bad straws are for you was literally yeah. like it was like a fifth grader had asked the scientist like how many straws are in the ocean. They were like, I don't know, a few million. And that was literally like yeah the quote-unquote study that everyone that's like we need to save the turtles um came yeah. from not that like pollution isn't a major thing but like getting rid of straws in favor of things that are worse for the environment than straws or like making a bunch of little plastic metal tubes instead of plastic tubes isn't really yeah gonna change anything yep yep well once again sorry for this again. depressing ass episode <laughs> yeah yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Once again, I'm bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. It's our civic duty as podcasters to be bummed out on your behalf, to bring you the news. Because yeah, we're but... a fucking... As, listen, we're as much a fucking like arm of the fucking free exchange of ideas as goddamn CNN is. So That's true. God damn it. <laughs> we do more journalism and better journalism work than the Daily Wire. Yeah, we do. We do. I feel comfortable <laughs> saying that. <laughs> yeah. I would go so far as to say that we're better journalists than CNN. Wow. <laughs> Maybe not uh, MSNBC. They got Wolf Blitzer. 
So listen, uh, CNN has Wolf Blitzer. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, he's their one saving grace, Mister Blitzer. Yeah, and his <laughs> his piercing blue eyes and his history of yeah. uh, pur- purposely misreporting war crimes. <laughs> My two biggest turnoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two qualities I look for in a man. That's that's what I look for in a silver fox, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I can feel my mind turning into into pudding, so I'm gonna say let's wrap it up and say let's thank you so much, dear listeners, dear Chumbawamba lovers, enthusiasts, and dare I say, Chumbaholics. For listening to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast, the music you heard in this episode was Celebration Florida from the album What You See Is What You Get. We do not have the rights, so if you find us in the Celebration Florida death pond in cement shoes in a month or so, just know that Mr. Disney got us. That honestly would be my ideal way to die, is like in like yeah. a weird cover-up in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Man. If you want to find more of what we do, if you want to see more insane ramblings, you can find us on Twitter at Chumbology Rocks. You can send us an email at ChumbologyPod ChumbologyPod at gmail.com. You if you can... want to see our Chumbology Bods, you're going to have to pay yeah. extra. <laughs> yeah, you can go to our, uh, I don't know what the new OnlyFans is, Fansly, maybe? Go to Fansly.com slash Chumbology for uh, Natalie and my feet pics. Um you can also find those feet pics on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Chimbology. Um, or you can visit our website, which is Chimbology.rocks. And uh, I think that about sums it up for social media links. Uh, listen to Minion Cast. It's worse than this show. It'll give you more brain damage, yeah. but in a different way. Um, yeah. Listen to Natalie's eventual uh, anime podcast. i was drunk at your house on saturday night talking to Cher about starting an anime podcast so maybe it'll happen (laughs) i have faith i'm also um i'm also i i don't know if you saw this uh teddy but i have been um coming up with ideas for a new podcast to launch and one of them is a game show so i don't know if that's gonna go anywhere but if it does i'll invite you on Were you at the the basement beer show where we had uh, the game show? I don't think so. No. Our our friend Dash used to host a game show like at DIY shows called Go Go Game Show. Yeah. And he did it at the uh, I think it was one of our EP releases. There was the only not the only good one. But the one I remember was uh, he had like a bunch of fake song titles and like asked someone in the crowd which one of them was an actual song title of ours. And the the fake one that the person got wrong was uh, Baja Blast Blunt Raps. Which we then <laughs> later reused. But then you turned it into we a song. We did make it yeah. a real song to, to justify <laughs> Ryan's error. Yeah. Damn. Having a game show at a DIY gig is actually a really great idea. It was anyway. really funny. I think he gave away like jars of pasta sauce. It was, <laughs> it was a really good bit. That's really funny. Well, uh, all right. Be on the lookout for that, I guess, yeah. if I ever actually get Watch my this ass space. And, like, design the thing otherwise i don't know man uh just take care of yourself (laughs) that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) fuck on sort of some kind of simplistic folk ideology.